0: Honestly, like the short, sweet explanation of prenatal depression is just that it's refers to depressive symptoms uh, experienced by expectant mother during pregnancy. And it is something that impacts one in seven women. I don't think I shared about that earlier, but like this is a thing. It's just incredibly, it's not talked enough about. So women aren't aware that they're experiencing it. And the symptoms are pretty similar to depression symptoms, but are obviously present during your pregnancy.
1: Welcome to the Messy Mom Podcast by Fit Mama and 30. I'm Bailey. And I'm Carrie. And the Messy Mom Podcast is all about ditching the idea of perfection during motherhood and embracing the messy, ranging from topics about pre and postnatal health and wellness, infertility, mom guilt, and of course, the craziness that comes with raising a family.
2: So if you would like to live on this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review as this helps other mamas learn to embrace the messy with us. So get ready for 30 minutes of real, raw, and messy
1: content. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Messy Mom Podcast. If you don't know, this is Bailey. (laughs) My voice, as you can tell, is about like five octaves lower. Don't know what that means. It's, I think I might. I'm either getting sick or I'm just losing my voice. It's that time of year. I like it. This I is think what I like it. This is why you're moving to good, yeah. the Sunshine State.
2: Get out of this dryness. I guess. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which we just we realized that Carrie hasn't told everyone that. So we'll probably do a podcast on that at some point.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We definitely. It's been. You know. It's just been a. It's been an emotional process. But we're. I will be ready to share. But yeah. I'll be headed to Florida in seven days from. <laughs> today. so And there. I will be
1: happy to visit. And Bailey will be there often. Fit Mom and 30 might be having different backgrounds uh, in our workouts. Palm trees and beaches. Palm trees and beaches and sand, which is <laughs> a-okay with me. But we know that's not why you tuned into the podcast. We have a really exciting podcast today. We are talking with Layla from the Learning to Mom podcast, all about prenatal depression, which when I first read... What um, she did, I thought that it was postpartum depression. I just kind of like skimmed over it and I just read postpartum depression because that's what, you know, I always think about, but it was prenatal depression, which Carrie and I talked about. We haven't really been too familiar with that. You don't hear about it too often.
2: No, it's not something, I mean, we were even during the podcast, you'll hear us talking about, you know, when you're, when you're going through pregnancy and you go to your provider it's not one of those things that are asked about. It's like a casual, like Layla says, it's casual. Like, how are you doing? It's not, it's not like that postpartum screen that they get postpartum depression screening. Mm-hmm. Up. So it was, it was just a very interesting concept. And just, just hearing her experience kind of was eye opening. to, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of moms who go through what she's going through that just don't know it's a thing or that anyone else is experiencing it.
1: Mm-hmm. And she talks about her story specifically. So she went through prenatal depression kind of some signs and symptoms that she realized after actually she had her baby that she had it and how you can go about if you feel like you're experiencing this ways to help and learn more about this. So we think this is going to be a super helpful episode. Definitely make sure to tune into her podcast, Learning to Mom podcast, which she'll dive into as well and sit back, relax and enjoy. Hey Layla, welcome to the Messy Mom podcast.
0: Hi, thanks so much for having me. I am so excited. I love what you guys are doing and how you speak specifically on stuff that's like not talked about. So it's just such an honor to be here.
1: Oh, we, like I said, are exactly the same. I'm so excited to have you. And as I mentioned in the intro, apologies for my voice. I don't normally sound like this, but hey, it's kind of raspy. It's kind of fun. It's kind of nice. I kind of like it. It's kind of a different different twist. It's that time of year, everyone. So... Well, Layla, why don't you just jump right in and tell our audience a little bit about yourself? It could be schooling, family, hobbies, interests, all the things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a mom and a wife and the host of the Learning to Mom podcast. So essentially, I know we'll get into my story in a bit, but I had a really hard pregnancy mentally. And so I really wanted to create the resource for other women in their pregnancy that I wish I could have had in mine. So the Learning to Mom podcast is all about empowering and educating women uh, when it comes to pregnancy and birth so that they can be empowered and educated without feeling overwhelmed. So that is kind of me in a nutshell. I live not far from you, Bailey. (laughs) Here in Indiana, I'm a Hoosier at heart. So it's just really great to be here. And there's so much more, but like no one needs to hear me talk for twenty minutes about an intro. <laughs> that's honestly.
2: good. That, that was a good intro. <laughs> yeah, like that was that good. Was, that sounds like an intro I would do. Like let me give you a little bit, but we're going to get straight to it. Yeah. yeah. How old is
0: your little one? She's fifteen months. Oh, she's 15. so fun. We oh, were. That's a fun age. So for the listeners, we just like Halloween just happened. And I was Rapunzel and she was Princess Anna. So we met, we like mashed two Disney princesses together, but it was so fun. I was like, oh, I love having a baby girl. I get yeah. to like dress up with her. It's so fun.
1: Oh, that's I cute. Love that. Like 15 month age. I think it's a fun it's a fun age. age. Yeah,
2: it is. Well- We were kind of. It's very interesting. I'm like so glad you're here to talk through this because you know we talk about prenat or postpartum depression. We talk about just depression in general, but I don't know if I've ever actually heard someone like tag prenatal depression. So when we were talking about like what we wanted to talk about in the podcast, like when you mentioned this topic, Bailey and I both were like, "This is so interesting." So as you mentioned, you know, you had a kind of mentally tough pregnancy, which is again, something I, I think we all think of the physical aspects of pregnancy and we don't really think about the mental. So uh, we would just love to hear like a little bit about your story and like, you know, what are the signs did you that you noticed or did other people say like, you know, just kind of give us a little bit more to it because it's I think this is going to be new to a lot of our listeners. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So let's think where to start, <laughs> where to start. I think you're totally right in that there's not a whole lot of focus on it. And honestly, I think there can be a lot of shame that's wrapped up in it because it's supposed to be this like joyous time. You're supposed to be glowing in pregnancy. And if you're not feeling that way, if you don't feel like you're glowing and that you're just thrilled, it's really hard. Regardless of your situation, and I think even especially more so if you've like, tried for a long time for this life. And then you're hit with prenatal depression, or even, you know, you're pregnant, and you're having a really hard time mentally, and your friends struggling to get pregnant. And like, there's just a lot of shame. So it's something that's not talked about. Postpartum depression is, I think, continuing to rise with the conversations that it's getting and like the attention that it's getting, if you will, I don't think we're even there yet. I think more conversation needs to be done. But comparatively speaking to postpartum depression, prenatal depression, so pregn- depression that you experience during pregnancy is just not a topic at all. And I wasn't even aware that's like what I had until I was interviewing someone on my podcast and they just mentioned it like on a whim. Like, And I just made a little mental note of like, oh, that would be a good... Solo episode to speak on on my podcast. Then I did some research and I was writing my script and I just had this huge, like, aha moment that that is that's what I had. So I wasn't, I, I do want to say, like, I was never medically diagnosed. This is self diagnosis and I didn't realize that's what I had until after the fact. But essentially, my now husband and I, we got pregnant when we were still dating. And that's kind of what started it. That is a risk factor. But another thing that I really struggled with, which I wonder if you guys can relate, you probably can here on Instagram world, is just like, I was never, as a young woman, motherhood was not, is not painted in a happy, joyful light in media, on social media, In movies, whatever. So I was really struggling with, like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant out of wedlock. And then I was really struggling with, like, I'm not excited about being a mom because it looks horrible when I look (laughs) around at how people are painting it. So it was a lot of factors together that resulted in me sobbing my eyes out for almost nine months, not having the strength to get up and brush my teeth, not wanting to get outside. And it was like all these. What I experienced, all these depression symptoms, but as someone who had never been depressed and as someone who was like, oh, I was pregnant out of wedlock, I just like, oh, I'm just down in the dumps because obviously this isn't a good look. So yeah. then it, yeah, it was like later when I was like, wait, no, this is actually a lot. What I dealt with was a lot more serious. And I wish that I would have heard someone talking about it because then I could have sought the treatment that I so well, like that I needed so deeply and that I deserved.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's, it's, you know what? That's yes. Uh Yes. To all of that. And it's just, it's crazy. We had, we had someone else come on the podcast and talk about mom, like it's called mommy wine culture. Mm-hmm. Like yes. You talk, I listened just, to that episode. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's, it is. And it's so interesting. Like it starts your perspective of how, you know, what it brought it on for you. And it is like, if we, was when we had that podcast, I started thinking of like, just the comets and the mugs and the drain, like the shirts that are out there. It's about how what what you have to do to tolerate your kids, and it is like you have this picture painted in your house up, up your your head of like, is this is this what everyone's just looks like? You know, you you do start to guess it. So as someone who's pregnant and wasn't exactly expecting to be pregnant, I can't imagine what that probably did to your mental mindset mm-hmm. when you when you have this image of like what motherhood's going to look like. That yeah. had to have been hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I know exactly what you mean about social media because I get really tired of kind of this, I don't even know the right word. It's the relatable mom. Yeah. It's like sometimes like mom influencers, I know they're trying to be relatable, but it's kind of the same thing painted over and over again. It's like, uh, I have to have five mugs of coffee to keep up with my kids. And my kids are always doing this and always doing that. And the, Husband doesn't do anything and I'm here by myself. You know, it's like not everyone is like that. And I get it that they're trying to be funny and relatable. And sometimes it is, but like when I see that just over and over and over again, it's like, okay, I think we're kind of stretching this a bit. And probably for people who are pregnant the first time and maybe not expecting it, you know, like yourself, it can probably bring this like sense of overwhelming feelings and just everything that comes with that stress. Because you're like, what? Do you guys like not like being moms? I know. Yeah. Yeah. There is so much. Like, I
0: think, I don't know, 10, 15, not even social media wasn't like. So, five years ago, you know, there was this big influx of like toxic positivity, which I don't subscribe to either of it being like, Mother, it's so easy. And here's my picture perfect life and my super clean home and everything. And I think we've then taken it and flipped it as a response of that and being like, this is real. But then in, for the sake of virality, you only see stuff that's partner bashing, grumble about being a mom, talking about how like you've had to sacrifice your whole sense of being and who you are. And we are scaring women from ever wanting to be moms. And I only like say that because that was me. I never even really wanted to be a mom. Like It was something I was like, yeah. Maybe, you know, probably like I come from a Catholic family, like, you know, like I'll probably be Catholic or not Catholic. I'll probably be pregnant, you know, like that's something, but it was never like a desire on my heart. It was never something that I really like yearned for because of the way that it's painted. So that is something that I take ownership of with my platform and my podcast. Like I never partner bash. I don't just complain about how hard it is. I really like, and I also don't give in to toxic positivity, as I mentioned. That is not helpful. But instead of just like complaining about the hard, it's really important to empower women to overcome it. So, like, yeah, your husband's not helping out. Here are 10 conversation starter topics that you can use with him, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of yeah. like, oh, my husband sucks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I do that's I'm totally with you, and like I was the same way like before I always wanted kids, and I knew we, I really wanted to have children, but like I was like corporate warrior, like I want to be this, I want to do this, this is what I'm going to do with my career, and like you get into it, and like Bailey and I are both done with corporate early on, and not only yeah. that, and not only am I that, I want to be a good mom I'm going read to homeschool my kids, my husband's remote and works from home, like we're about to be like you talk about. Like it's, we're really excited about it. Is it going to be hard? Heck yeah, it's going to be hard. Absolutely. It's going to be hard, but it's kind of like you. It's like you either can do something about it and embrace it and figure out what works with your lifestyle or you can sit around and complain about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: On a complete side note, Carrie, I plan on homeschooling my children. I was homeschooled way before it was like trendy and cool. <laughs>
2: yeah. It was
0: so awesome. Highly oh determined. yeah, I'm That's, excited.
2: Yeah. You're going to thrive at it. It's going to be Awesome. Thank you. That's a good yeah. I'm excited. Excited yeah. for a new adventure, new stage. New state. New state. New state. New yeah. I state. I
1: don't even think you've told everyone.
2: I haven't. Like it's been it's been such an emotional, like two years for us. So mm-hmm. we're uh yeah, for you who those of you who don't know, I'm actually moving to Florida in seven days. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> I'm not. sure I'm sure we'll talk about that more we'll as adventure evolves. It. But yeah, yeah, it's happening over here. You it's
0: a good time to move,
2: right? Oh, it's yeah.
0: just starting to get cold. I right before out
2: of here. November <laughs> in Cincinnati is the perfect time to move to Florida. <laughs> yeah.
1: One of the biggest questions we get is, "What protein powder do you recommend?" While there are many out there, not all are created equal.
2: We always look for ones that are third-party tested, have no artificial ingredients, and have at least 20 grams or more of high-quality protein.
1: Carrie and I have both been using Just Ingredients, which checks off all those boxes. I'm currently 27 weeks pregnant and have been using it for my entire pregnancy. I love that it contains collagen for extra glycine, which is needed during pregnancy and is overall pregnancy safe. And
2: not only have I been using it daily, but I've been giving it to my kids as an after school snack. So we are happy to be partnering with Just Ingredients to give you 10% off your order. All you have to do is enter code FITMAMA, that's fit M-A-M-A at checkout. You can
1: also click the link in our show notes to check the code out there. So Layla, you mentioned that you kind of figured out that you had prenatal depression after pregnancy, but during pregnancy, how did you kind of handle those feelings? Everything that you mentioned before, how did you get through that?
0: Honestly, I did not handle it well. (laughs) Like I mentioned so many days, it was just me like sobbing on the couch and not wanting to take a shower or brush my teeth. And like, why didn't I ever think that this was more serious than it was? That's what I kind of like can't wrap my head around is like, why wasn't I more of like, this is this has never been the case for me. Why can't I brush my teeth? And I think it's just because I've never, like I never experienced depression. So I was just like, oh, I'm just pregnant out of wedlock. I'm really bummed about it. But so I do want to just talk about like those warning signs Mm -hmm. for anyone who is experiencing it. Because honestly, I think if I would have just sat down and looked at a list and been able to be like, I have that and I have that. Oh yeah. And really think about like, these are the signs of prenatal depression and I have eight of them, then I think that would have been a lot more helpful. So honestly, like the short, sweet explanation of prenatal depression is just that it's refers to depressive symptoms uh, experienced by expectant mother during pregnancy and it is something that impacts one in seven women. I don't think I shared about that earlier, but like this is a thing. It's just incredibly it's not talked enough about, so women aren't aware that they're experiencing it. And the symptoms are pretty similar to depression symptoms, but are obviously present during your pregnancy. So it's persistent sadness. Feelings of hopelessness, loss of interest or pleasure in activities, you have changes in appetite and sleep patterns, irritability always struggle with that word. (laughs) (laughs) Excessive worry or anxiety about the pregnancy, that one's pretty huge, guilt or feelings of inadequacy, difficulty concentrating, appetite disturbances, and I am not just talking about the, you know, morning sickness or like Mm -hmm. your nausea and you can't eat, and then thoughts of self harm and, and suicide which is if that's, yeah, you like go seek help. But I think like everyone, everyone's so multifaceted. So it's not one size fits all for like, if you're going to experience this or I know in my case, I think part of it was being pregnant out of wedlock and the anxiety and the stress and the fear of people, what they're going to think of me. And all of all of those factors was a huge play in it. But it's really a combination of biological, psychological, and social factors, and then adding that on top of your already just crazy pregnancy hormones, like it's a lot. So I really do want to encourage you, if you're listening to this and you just realize that you have five of those symptoms, something more serious is probably going on, and it's not just like your pregnancy hormones.
2: Yeah, that's a good description of it too, when you said that it's like, you know, there are, there is like a, and there might even be like a genetic, like some people are genetically dispositioned to certain things, but they're only expressed in certain situations. Like maybe this is yeah. just, you know, it's it, there's so much that goes into it.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And that is like, there are risks. Let me rattle off some of the, or like more, um the, I guess the risk factors, because one is a history of depression or anxiety, mm-hmm. stressful life events, a lack of social support. Relationship difficulties, financial strain, and unplanned pregnancy. (laughs) So I think once I read that, like when I was doing my research for my episode and I read that, I was like, well, there we go. Okay. But I think a lot of people, like if they hear those and they're not able to relate to one of those, back to our discussion of shame and guilt at the beginning. You can experience some like guilt with that. Like, why aren't I happy, or why aren't I just over the moon about pregnancy? Why am I struggling to get up in the morning? Because, like, you know, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be suffering, like, struggling with this, and that only makes it worse. So, d- don't worry about the whys. Just realize if you perhaps have one of those risk factors or more, realize that like you should take your mental health more seriously during pregnancy because it could turn into something pretty serious. And then don't feel guilty if you're experiencing prenatal depression and you're not able to relate to any of those risk factors. It's it doesn't it doesn't matter.
2: You know, like and the other thing is like when you have postpartum, when you go to your 6 week checkup that, you know, we all are like what did we just do there? What was the point of this visit? But, you know, they <laughs> they ask you certain things, like how do you feel or how like and that's a they're doing a postpartum depression screening, mm-hmm. but there is nothing like I mean, I was pregnant eight years, seven years ago, but like they certainly weren't doing it back then. And I'm pretty sure they're probably not like Bailey, have you ever, I'm just curious, like during yours, have they had you like ask any questions about emotionally during your pregnancy? They
1: actually, sorry, every time I try to talk, I'm <laughs> trying to, it's like squeaking. They actually gave me like a list and said, circle if you're feeling this way. But other than that, that was about it. But they at least did touch on it a smidge. It's just so interesting. Yeah.
2: And I hope, like, just like, yeah. And I I hope, like, just these conversations, I hope do more of that, spur more checklist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I share like
0: eight ways to kind of cope or like seek treatment when it comes to prenatal depression. And one of them, as easy as it sounds, is to talk to your provider about it because that is something that's not talked about, to your point, Carrie. And it's also like many times because it's not on their radar, the conversation around how you're feeling is very much just like when they come in and they're just kind of being courteous and like, How are you feeling? How are you doing? Are you excited? And that's you're not really able to be like, Actually, I'm having a hard time taking showers and getting dressed yeah. in the morning. Yeah. So I think. Advocating for yourself in that. And if your provider isn't taking you seriously, that's also a sign that you should look for a different provider who's, if they're not willing to take your mental health seriously, then they're probably not going to be able to take your birth preferences or anything else seriously.
2: Amen to that. Very true. So with prenatal depression, so once your daughter was born, Did you then experience postpartum depression at all? Like, do you know, have have you done any research to see are the two correlated and did you experience it?
0: So if you have prenatal depression, you are at a higher risk for postpartum depression. And by the grace of God, I really don't understand like why this is not, was not the case for me. I did not experience any postpartum depression, but I will say that my husband and I, so by the time baby girl was born, we were married. but. We had a lot of conversation around postpartum depression because at that time, that was the only information we could find, right? And was like, well, you've had such a rough pregnancy, like you're most likely probably going to experience postpartum depression. So we had a lot of conversations on like, here are the warning signs. Why didn't we think these warning signs is what I am currently experiencing? (laughs) I don't know why that was never like a light bulb moment for me, but whatever, we're here now. And so we had a lot of conversations around that and just, you know, here are the signs. Here's what we would need to do. Here's how to move forward with that. And honestly, just by like the grace of the Lord, baby girl was born. And I'm a woman of faith. And I just think that I was just like showered with his grace and his protection and like blessings that I don't know, perhaps he was like, oh, Layla, you've you've dealt with too much. So I'll, I'll spare you from this as well. Give you a little break. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I didn't experience postpartum depression, but that is something that if you experience prenatal depression, be on the lookout for that because statistically speaking, you will, you may struggle with that as well.
1: That's good to know. That yeah. makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah, it makes sense. But I'm glad in your case, you didn't experience that. That's great. Yeah. So what advice overall, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, do you have for other moms who, are listening to this and are thinking, I think this might be me. I think I might be experiencing prenatal depression. You know, it's something they've probably never thought about. And, you know, when you're pregnant, you kind of feel like you have this new identity, this new you during pregnancy. So like how, what advice do you have for them going through it yourself?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think now would probably be a good time for me to share like my eight tips for someone who is experiencing it. So first and foremost is recognize the signs, do a little rewind for my whole spiel on what those signs are. So that's number one. Like I wish that I like I said, I really wish that I could have just like seen a list and been like, oh shoot, yes, I relate to all five of these. And then the second one, we already talked about talk about your healthcare provider. Number three is there are prenatal depression like therapists, people that specialize in that. Or at the very least, even if you're there, like find a therapist who's a mother, or you know, just someone that would be clutch to start start therapy start therapy sessions about that. Four, seek social support, and at the same time of that, I would also encourage you to set boundaries with friends or families if like need be, because although social support is so important, and when you are in a depressive state. It is so easy to become isolated and closed off. And that is the opposite of what you need to be. But at the same time, just be really wise and look at who your your circle is. Because if you're experiencing these symptoms, you need a group of people that's going to be uplifting you and not making you feel guilty for feeling this way, for not being like, you need to be grateful that you were ever even able to get pregnant that's not helpful. Like You wish you weren't feeling this way to begin with as well. You feel sorry for that friend who's having infertility or who's had miscarriages. Perhaps you've had miscarriages as well, and they're guilt tripping you into like, why aren't you happy? This is what you've always wanted. So set boundaries with any family or friends if you need to be. Number five, we talked about this at the beginning. It's something that I'm so passionate about, is to unfollow any and all negative social media accounts. I mean, so often I'm left scrolling my phone. If I'm following a lot of those kind of accounts, I'm left, like, I just feel crummier. I feel more bitter, not only at the world, but also at like my husband, who's just done absolutely nothing. And I'm just like,
2: I have it so much harder
0: than you, like all this (laughs) stuff that it wouldn't be there if I just wouldn't have scrolled through their reels. And then number six, engage in self-care is something that's like always talked about, but so, so important. And it's so much easier said than done for when you are going through it. You almost need someone from your social support to be like, no, we're we're gonna go play board games or we're gonna go paint or whatever you're into because it's really hard to engage in whatever you find to be self-care when you're the one going through it. Number seven, I would say get outside. Obviously, this is not something that's going to be like, oh, I went outside and I'm cured. But just, I mean, studies have been done. This is no secret. Like that will help. And even if it helps 1%, that is 1% better. And yeah, so just try to get outside as much as you can. And then number eight, I would encourage you that there is medication. There is absolutely no shame for taking medication when it's your mental health at state. I will say, just make sure that you go through all of those, all of the side effects of the medication with your provider, not to deter you from taking it, but really just so that you have a better informed consent, because perhaps one of the side effects could be like a higher blood pressure, and then they may want to induce you or, you know, various reasons. And I'm not saying that's a reason to not take it, but that may impact your birth plan and then I don't want you to be bummed or even have a higher risk of experiencing postpartum depression because you didn't get the birth that you had envisioned
2: so informed there's been being informed yeah totally yeah fully informed
0: 100% so those are kind of my my eight tips i hope that that served you and helps and then i would also just give the advice of like when you're in a state like this, you don't think that you're ready. Like you don't think that you can do this. You don't think you can be a mom or that you're equipped to be a mom. And I just want to encourage you and tell you that you are, you just don't know it yet. Like as cliche as that sounds, you are ready for this. And I know this sucks. And I'm so sorry that you're going through this, but you are like, you are ready. You just don't know it yet.
2: Those are good we could end it on there, but I'm not done yet. (laughs) I know. That was a good, that was a
1: uh, mic drop moment.
2: Blow it up. (laughs) I know we're out, but actually I I still have one more question as much as actually it's like a very, (laughs) uh, we need to hear a little bit about this podcast. So I think it's very clear to us why you probably were passionate and started it, but we would love to hear just a little bit more about why you really started it, what you do on it. I'm sure you bring on specific guests to touch all, on all kinds of topics. So give us a little, give us a little plug for your podcast here. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Thanks for asking. Of course. So essentially, as I mentioned before, I really wanted to create the resource for pregnant women that I wish I could have had in mine, And that's because I really struggled to find a mom influencer, if you will, a podcaster, a YouTuber who I really related to and for various reasons. So I kind of saw like what I struggled with and then I went, and created it, which I feel like is very similar to your guys' story. So what I was struggling with when I was pregnant in relating to someone was one, more times that oftentimes than not, they would complain and partner bash. And I don't subscribe to that. The second thing was that they would either be like super crunchy or super traditional medicine, like listen to everything that your doctor says, or don't listen to a thing that comes out of their mouth. And so I really wanted to create a space that like everyone has a seat at the table. That way you can make informed decisions on your pregnancy and birth. And then the third thing that I struggled with relating to that I wanted to do it differently was that their content wasn't structured or timely enough for me. So perhaps one episode I would fall in love with them and be like, this is awesome. It's all about how to handle pain and labor. This is great. And then the next episode that they release would be about how to improve your toddler's vocabulary. I was like, "Mm, I'm going to have to check back again next week to see if I relate more to that. So the Learning to Mom podcast is extremely timely. Season one is all about pregnancy and birth. So that's what I'm releasing right now. I 75% of the time, there's a guest that comes on in the prenatal health space to talk about whatever that topic is. So I have a pregnancy sex coach. I have pregnancy chiropractors, OBGYNs, labor and delivery nurses. Postpartum nurses, the whole gamut. And then season two, we'll move into topics that you encounter in baby's first year of life. So, postpartum depression, newborn care, how to introduce food solids to baby, et cetera. And then season three will be topics that you encounter in baby's second year of life, and so on and so forth. That way, women are supported and it's just timely for them. And not enough of this, like, oh, that was random and jumps around. It's like, I'm here to serve you where you're at. And here we go.
2: Your podcast is like our workout program, Progression Model. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good. It, is. it is. It's good. It's how you should, it's how things should be done. I love it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Layla, this was awesome. Like, I just feel like you, I told you, you already dropped your your bombs. I loved it. <laughs> I just, I learned a ton today. Cause it is like, I just, this is one of those topics that Bailey and I are, we always say we're passionate about talking about things that no one's talking about. And prenatal depression, I even, Bailey and I were both like, I've never heard of that. I've never heard it called that, which is insane because we obviously know that if there's more than just you, more people, more moms out there than just you who are going through it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just really appreciate you being so vulnerable and sharing everything and sharing your story with us because I think you're going to help and change a lot of women's lives by being vulnerable and bringing them the resources they need. So we just really are grateful for you coming on and sharing with us. Yeah. But side, we know you have your podcast. Where can people find you? Before we wrap up, we want to make sure that people know how to find you. So where do you hang out most often? Is it Instagram? Is it definitely your podcast? We'll, and we'll link that for sure in our show notes so people can find you. But give us a little, where can we find you? Where we can where can we hang out with you? Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: definitely Instagram. It's learningtomom.podcast is my Instagram handle. And yeah, I mean, I know we're nearing the end of the episode. So you're most likely grabbing your phone, trying to find a new podcast episode to listen to or new playlist to listen to. So you might as well just type in learning to mom <laughs> in the search bar and you'll find me.
2: That was good. I like that. Yeah, that was good. Can you tell
0: I was in corporate sales? Yeah, that was <laughs> good.
2: Yeah.
0: Got us very much. At the yeah. end. It's good for you.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Layla. Until next time, mamas, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. You can find us on Instagram at and 30 That's F I T M A M A I N 30. And let us know what you liked about this episode. We love hearing your feedback and what is resonating with you.
1: You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show on our website, www.fitmamain30.com, along with our programs for prenatal, postnatal, and beyond. Until next time, bye mamas.